Yes. So, what does success mean to you? Oh, it it okay. Yeah. You threw this. Okay. What does success? What is it? What's the word? Get started over. Sorry. What does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? Oh my god. Not fucking up our intros. Is this the intro? Oh yeah, this is the intro. This is the intro. Oh shit. <laughs> the intro's gonna last so long. Oh my god. Welcome to Crazy Therapeutic Asians, where we talk about mental health and the Asian American community. I am Kent, and I'm here with Connie. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? We're on podcast form now. Yay! We're doing audio. You know, that way we can do this in pajamas. Right. So right now, I'm wearing my fluffy unicorn unisuit with my Uggs and a beanie. So that's what it's all about. Those are lies. Not I will, people. though. You don't even understand. I will wear that oh, shit next time. Oh, fucking do it. That'd be great. Because then I'll be like, okay, see, I have it. Yeah, so for those of you who did follow us on YouTube and whatnot, thanks for sticking around while we are troubleshooting all of this. Um, but yeah, today our topic is redefining success. A lot of people have a very specific definition of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, like in my personal experience, I feel like people don't really even know what success means or why they're pursuing certain things that they would deem makes them successful. I think what happens is that we get a very narrow view of success young, right? Yeah. Somebody taught it to us. We see it on TV or whatever, right? And then as you get older, your world gets bigger, but your focus on success is still so narrow. Yeah. And I think for me, that's the biggest like reality check. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit, I don't know what success is. Yeah. I've always thought it was this, this, this. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, not. it's like that midlife crisis. I see clients who come in and they're just like at that age where they're like, I'm unhappy. And, oh, I'm know? at that age. <laughs> what are you talking about? You see, why? you see me? And I'm like, I'm at that age, the middle crisis age. Right, so it's time to buy a Porsche and buy really useless but expensive things. I don't I have know. a super young wife. That'll be next, I guess. That'd be fun. You try that? No, I don't know. I don't think it sounds fun. That'll be. <laughs> this actually does not um, sound fun at all. No, no, I'm, no. no. Um, I keep on saying no. <laughs> you're like definitely, definitely not. Yeah. I have a child, and I don't need more children in my life. Yeah, fair enough. Oh God, that'd be so weird if you're like dating your own child. Like, uh, that's incest. Yeah. Oh, sh- well, not like that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. like, Fair, 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 fair. That's incest. Someone like your child's age. So yeah. back to success. Success, right? I think, especially in the Asian American community, growing yeah. up, there is a very sort of set expectation of what oh, is expected of you. This weight is placed on education and that kind of success because people come from, you know, war-torn countries or just a really impoverished state where, like, the parents suffered through it. And I think they have really high hopes to provide their kids sort of this life that is more, I guess, air quotes, American dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide that to my kid and I want them to achieve all these things so they don't slip back into where we were and have this hard life that... I think know. it's, like, the mix of, like... That I survived. I mean, they were in such a situation, you know, my family and my grandparents before them. It's like there was no opportunities. Survival was the opportunity, right? That's it. Survival and having your children grow up Mm -hmm. to a ripe old age. And then so for my parents, like they struggle so much. It's like, okay, 
now that we struggle so much, we don't want you to struggle. We want you to succeed and do all these things that we couldn't do. Is there an objective definition of what success looks like? Yes, but I think it's individualized and I think it's always changing. I'm 25 and this is what I think Mm -hmm. success is. When you turn 30, success means something else. But you're like, no, 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 no. I said this means success. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to shift your gear and look a whole different view on what you want. Why do we feel like we want to redefine success? Having a very rigid definition of what success is Mm -hmm. oftentimes is going to lead to a lot of stress or mental health issues Mm -hmm. right there's like high pressure to achieve a very specific ideal of what life should look like right right? and it might be stereotypical like get an education get high grades and then you go to college and then you get a job after that when you get married and you have kids and and the cycle continues and that's like a big definition of success a lot of people are i feel forced into this funnel yeah where it's like even though you might not fit through this like you're going through it and i mean can you just imagine like the amount of stress people would have to go through if they're really being forced to do something like that isn't working for them yeah i can't personally yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, right? <laughs> yeah i have been told many times when i grew up like you know what my Mm-hmm. future success would mean right yeah. um i don't know about you but accounting was a big like yeah. fallback as in like everybody's like okay we want to be doctor da, 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 do this this and this and if you're like i'm not interested okay then account <laughs> at least be an accountant right and it's minimal and then i'm gonna throw this out there to all the accounts out there i praise you guys because that's hard numbers shit. are hard right i can barely financial budget myself I can and barely add right, calculator but you know but the thing is is that that's their kind of like okay so if you're not gonna yeah. do that then just go to counting mm-hmm. like here's a pass it has money <laughs> it's good right but it has nothing to do with who you are no. <laughs> like too you're like but right. yeah and you know like we don't want to wipe this as like you know these expectations are just universally bad right no. like I think a lot of parents, uh, caregivers, and whatnot have this expectation because it's like it's a it's a safe path for a lot of people, right? And it's sort of like I hear people say this all the time, like, "Well, you know, you'll always need a doctor," or "This world always needs money," right? And legal troubles probably always going to be around, so be any one of those, and you'll have a job forever. Like yeah. being a mother, when my my kid says, "You know, I want to write five novels." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, five series novels, sci-fi, then I want to go on Broadway dance, and then I want to run for mayor of New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, like, those are all exciting. She's not from New York City, side note. But when she <laughs> says all these things, and then at the end, she wants to be a rancher. I, you know. Interest- she, yeah, interesting. She, right. I, I, there is that line where you're like, I want you to follow your dreams, but I also want you to be able to have skills that you can survive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't want you to live in my... <clears throat> what happened to my voice? I'm changing. Um, I'm changing. <laughs> Podcast puberty Podcast right now. Blah. But I don't... Like, I don't want you to be living in my basement smoking pot playing video games. That sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> I know! For the person playing, po- playing fair, video fair, games, fair, right? Yes, yes. But I, I, I'm going to get old. And mm-hmm. I want you, like, you, my child, to do things mm-hmm. right it may not be what i explain what i think your things are yeah. but i want you to do something 
Does that, and that's so Asian yeah. parent, I can imagine. I mean, but like, I like that it comes from a good place. I mean, it'd be, I would almost say like at times negligent if a parent just like <laughs> do whatever you want. Like, oh, you want to like do a bunch of drugs and do this and that? Sweet. Like, go right. do it. Do what, like, no, that is not going to lead to a surviving child. That's right. Right. And children are developing, right. you know, and our brains don't really get there till like our late 20s. And it's like a parent's job, essentially, to let them know that they're loved, they're cared for, mm-hmm. and to help guide them. And, you know, the key word I use there is guide. Right. Right. Not shove them right. into this path. Because if we were left to our own devices, like, I don't know, man, this world would be kind of messed up. I feel like, and this is something I've been thinking about a while, it's like, for me... I wish that I taught my child about finances at a younger age. Yeah. Because right now I'm in a place about success, right? And my mind goes to, yeah, you know, just remember if you take business, mm-hmm. it will always be in whatever you love to do. Yeah. Because you have to make Money's money. Money's everywhere. Money's everywhere. You have to deal with taxes. <laughs> you have to do, right? And like me, I'm, I'm a slow learner. Mm-hmm. And I think for our kids, it's like if you teach them that, then they do these things, whatever they want, and you, there is that feeling of safety of their success, right? That they mm-hmm. have some grounding. Yeah. But I feel like, unfortunately, we throw it all at them during college. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, now you're going to be a doctor. Yeah. Now you're going to be a lawyer, and so you're going to be safe, mm-hmm. and you'll know how to handle money. Let's get into the, the big sort of issues that might come up from, like, a very rigid view of success. For me, the oftentimes what I see the most is often. I'm saying oftentimes a lot. Do you often say often? I do. Oh, I often say often. Oftenly? Um, yeah, oftenly. Totally. <laughs> okay. I've seen people sort of go through and sort of internalize these expectations. Yes. At first, it may be like, oh, my parents are telling me to do this, are telling me to do this. And down the line, even if some people actively reject it, it shows up in different forms, oh my gosh, right? Absolutely. Um, there's the sort of critical voice you give yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like, I want to do this, but you should not do this because this is not what you're supposed to do. It puts a lot of unneeded pressure, I feel, on people to conform to a system that might not always go the way people think right right? absolutely and i think what's very scary about that like you said it's like at beginning you could go my parents told me Mm -hmm. that this is it but does it slowly turns into your own voice yeah so little by little as we get older we're like okay i'm 20 something Mm -hmm. i'm an adult now it's not my parents telling me now it's Mm -hmm. my inner critic telling me i should do this and should do that Mm -hmm. right and then then your discernment of what you're supposed to do, yeah. it, it's such a battle. Yeah, and you know all these sort of things coming together oftentimes lead to people who experience depression or like anxiety and low self-esteem. Low self-esteem, yeah. I've seen people make it through and like get that doctor, get that doctor job, and do all these things. Some people are actually very happy mm-hmm. about it; they love it, and good for them. You know, like I'm glad they're able to do that. But there are some people who make it, but then they find themselves an anxious and depressed person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even express how many medical students or residents I've seen in my office who are just dying, maybe literally, but at least emotionally, they feel Mm -hmm. like, I am burnt out. The program itself is hard, right? Oh my gosh. But then you add on the thing like, did I really want to do this? Or did I sort of just, like a zombie, walk through my life going towards this and realize, oh... 
I don't really like this, but I've worked so hard to get here. I feel like that happens to so many people, especially the last year of college. Mm-hmm. It's like you're at that golden, you know, yeah. and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Is this because you're so like when you start, you're like, this is my major. Mm-hmm. And it's ex- almost it's exciting. Yeah. Right. But when you get towards the end, suddenly you hit that climax of like, <gasps> now and it's I, not what I wanted. Exactly. What, I what what is that? What mm-hmm. I want? I think this becomes we're finding our authentic self. Yeah. We have been identified since we were kids by mm-hmm. so many other things. Right. And rightly so. Right. We're learning. Yeah. By the time you hit that age, it's like. What do I want? I don't, I don't yeah, know. There was no exploration done. The thing is, is like, what if you do follow this path and you get there? And sort of the, the goals, the prize, so to speak, like that was promised you is just not there, mm-hmm. right? Like, go to college, get a mm-hmm. job, you'll have money and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you're like, I'm here, but I'm not, not happy. happy. That yeah. sounds devastating. Right. And it sounds like, forever yeah right um i'll say this like my supervisor said something to me that i thought was eye-opening and it Mm -hmm. probably sounds super logical but he said it's like when you go down your path like a path you go down this road you know and you realize i hate this path Mm -hmm. because that's when you turn go down a different path and then (laughs) you go to a different path but it's one of those things i think what we do is when we we go along with the fishes we stop. We don't turn. We just stay there and we say we're bad people. Yeah. We're not good at this path mm-hmm. versus looking at there's options, mm-hmm. but we're blinders on. Yeah, like you were saying, it's a black and white thing. Yeah. It's a pass, no pass. Mm-hmm. Success or failure, right? It's mm-hmm. so binary and it's that's part of the rigidity. Now that we kind of know like, yeah, it's going to cause problems for some people. Like, what do we do then? So what is success? How do we help our kids make it through this world into the life they want Mm -hmm. without causing all these issues? So my honest answer, Mm -hmm. my honest answer is we can just only do what we can only do. And what I mean by that (laughs) is... But you might fail. Might fail. (laughs) Then I fail. What does failure mean to you? Right? If there's success, there has to be failure, right? So what is failure to you? I don't really believe in like the larger concept of like failing like there's the sort of like objective look at it like if i tried to do this and i didn't achieve it i technically failed but even saying that now it sounds a bit harsh, harsh right? yeah it totally sounds and harsh. it's just like we think like that all the time though mm-hmm. without even sort of giving it a second thought like i'm gonna park this car if i park it within the parking little lines i'm a success but if I don't, I'm a failure. <laughs> you should not see me drive. Right? I am a mess with parking. So I, I don't think failure is really like a helpful term. Mm-hmm. For me, like if we really must use the word failure, it really is just a learning opportunity. If you failed at something, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of you and that opportunity. <laughs> at that moment. Too, yeah, at right? that moment, right? I mean, and I guess like, we're talking generally too, because like if you're in some high stakes kind of job or situation where, you know, where life and death is in the way, like, yeah, like if you quote fail at something, there could be very dire consequences. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, failure for me, the word, oh, 
That's a scary word in yeah. a Chinese household, I'll tell you that. Um, failure is, for, in a way, in my mind, goes to effort, right? Mm-hmm. So failure, you're a failure. I don't, that I don't no. see. I can't see that. It's literally, we're, we're too complex as people. Mm-hmm. But it's like failure to act. Did mm-hmm. you act? Is there effort? That I understand. But that doesn't mean, like you said, it's the end all of end all. There's mm-hmm. always lessons to be learned. And yeah. that's really true. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Not always. Side note. I know, right? Right? No, the no, sentiment. Just side note, but, no, no, no. But I'm just saying like... I'm maimed now. I can't do nothing. But the, that's the thing. It's like you call yourself a failure. Mm-hmm. You're kind of predicting what you're going to do. Yeah. It's like, is it helpful? No. And especially among American-speaking Asians, like failure is a very loaded term it, it means so much more it right. means i've disappointed my parents right it means everyone around you might think less of you because you haven't achieved it means that i may not succeed in life whatever that means but then that my mind goes to it's an inappropriate word because when you're labeling somebody as a failure mm-hmm. failure isn't the same thing as failing mm-hmm. you could fail a class it yeah. doesn't mean you're a failure you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's, exactly th- th- that's what i so it's like okay you failed mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. i'm so disappointed that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You failed science. You're a failure. Right. Huge, no, right? It's huge different. It's huge not different. And label where one little thing as Become, a failure becomes who you are as an entity. It's right? awful. It's not okay. To, <laughs> that's, we're both like no. No, like okay. do not label people a failure. And then we do it to ourselves. Like that's yeah. the thing. It's like we do that. Like when we fail a class mm-hmm. or we fail a grade or a test, we're like. I'm now a failure yeah. in everything. Yeah. Suddenly, when a relationship breaks mm-hmm. up, I'm a failure at relationships. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, that's the yeah. harshest thing I we could treat. I failed at your- this relationship. It's the hardest thing we could right? treat ourselves. We are our worst critic. For some people, they like the word fail. Like, I failed this, mm-hmm. so I need to do something better. And like, it's it's like a motivation almost. So that's the difference. I think for me, when it comes to the word fail, I failed it because I'm a failure. Yeah. Doesn't motivate. That does nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, then you're destined. Right. Yeah. Like, why do we need to redefine these things? Well, mostly because we want people to find motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. And like my mantra for a lot of my clients is like, let's let's get rid of like right or wrong. Yeah. And it's just, is it helpful or is it not as helpful? Right. Right. And so if we can look at failure and success in that same sort of view, like, is it helpful for someone to label themselves as a failure or to be called a failure or to use that word in sort of whatever context is happening? And if it is helpful in terms of, yes... I like it. Like, if I failed, I can do something about it. That's great. All right. For you, that that works, you know. And if your definition of success is me getting all this money and this house equals success, and you truly believe that, and you get it, and you will feel that, great. Mm-hmm. Have that definition. But for, I would say, the majority of the people I've seen, that doesn't seem to be the case, right? A lot of it is, again, it's the social sort of norm of what that word means it plays into it yeah i think the language itself is super super um powerful in a positive and negative way but mostly negative to be honest like Mm -hmm. it's like 
it's like when somebody says I'm anxious, mm -hmm. we work on using a different language mm -hmm. because we're so related to that language. Yeah. So when you say I'm a failure, I failed, I'd like to change that language because it mm -hmm. means so much more than what you're really saying. Yeah, it has a lot of subtext to and it. And it feeds you, right? It keeps it on going. And so language of those two words are so heavy, like you said, especially being Asians mm -hmm. and Asian Americans, right? Mm -hmm. It has such pedestal, high idealistic v value that none of us can reach. Mm -hmm. How can we redefine it so it's not as bad? The way I'm going to suggest going at mm -hmm. it is to really just ask the question of why, mm. right? Really look at the why. Mm -hmm. um, why is this considered a failure? Why is this considered a success, right? Interestingly enough, when I ask a lot of parents, like, what do you really want for your kids? Like, I just want them to be happy. And I'm like, they look miserable. <laughs> they look unhappy. Right? And it's just like, Oh, yeah, but, you know, going down this path, eventually, they'll hit happiness. They'll hit happiness, right? And it sort of treats this happiness or even, you know, by prophecy, success as this goal, this thing to get and have. When happiness really isn't about that grand picture, happiness is built up of moments to moments to moments of positive interactions that add up to a life of happiness. For parents, I think a good thing to ask yourself is, like, if that is your goal, like to have your kid be able to live a comfortable sort of happy life, is having this title and this job really the thing that's going to get them happiness? If they're doing what they want in life, do. isn't yeah. that success then? Yeah. It's not the same definition of yours, but you don't have to live in their yeah. shoes and they don't have to live in yours. Mm -hmm. For me personally, like success really comes down to just being able to live a emotionally authentic life. I like that. What does that mean? I like it. Yeah, it's unfortunately like I can say it, but it's it's harder <laughs> it is to actually achieve that for myself. But the way I view like an emotionally authentic life is like I don't think money and like achievement and all that is like gonna make me happy like for me it's about being able to live moment by moment and continue growing and continue learning and just sort of on this never ending process of getting to know myself and other people better like I if like i can that. live a life doing that i would feel like that's a very successful life right i think that's it um you said something that was like it really resonated is that Success isn't a goal, it's a journey, right? We gotta, it's not like we hit success tomorrow and then, okay, we're done. Yeah. I'm I gonna mean, live in the glory. Exactly. Right. It's moment to moment. It's life living the life. And if you think about life as that goal oriented sort of view where you're like, I've achieved it, I'm successful, you're gonna get bored because yeah. there's no more journey. It's like when you read a long ass what novel now? and you finish it and you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, now what? I've done this, and I feel empty. I feel empty. Right. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for yeah. kind of thing. It's like... Finding your zen, maybe. Finding the your zen. The balance zone of, this is how much I can work to make me happy, to make me live the life I want to live, to mm. be authentic. Yeah. And in order to live this life, I'm going to need some money to 
do that. Right. Because it's sure of a lot harder to mm. do what you want to do when you're just worrying about survival. Right. Right. Absolutely. You got to survive. Mm-hmm. And you could be creative. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it comes down to survival is number one. Right. <laughs> right. Like, Food. Frick. If you shelter. survived, you've succeeded. <laughs> and I've heard of a quote. Somebody said, just surviving the day is a success. And I oh, like yeah. that because sometimes our goals are so lofty and so big mm-hmm. that we are just pushed to fall or lose. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, you know, everybody has a day where everybody has a day. We're just, you know what? I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It's just like, it's such a future oriented thing and it's not very present or mindfully focused. You're not and living in the future to living now. <laughs> enjoy the now. Right. Enjoying the now isn't like do whatever you want. Right. right? It's like, is going out taking a bunch of drugs, feeling amazing and like not going to school or not working and just buying whatever I want. I'm going to feel great. Oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll love that shit, like to leave that kind of life. But what comes after that? Oh, shit. Now you have debt. Reality hits. Addiction. And addiction. Withdrawal. Your body is breaking down. People judge you. Like, those those things make you happy? Like, for me, no. Those mm-hmm. things don't make me happy. Sure, it was yeah. a brief moment of pleasure with a whole lot of suffering afterwards, right? right? It's more about finding the path that will give you the most amount of pleasure. And mm-hmm. if that involves taking some pain right now, but increasing your overall sort of pleasure, like, I view that as, like, a, a solid way to move through life. I like that. I think that's something, like, if we broke it down even more so, it's like, doing all those things are distractions more than being happy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing going shopping and breaking retail therapy credit like to the wazoo, that gives me that instant satisfaction, but honestly, if I had to really look at it, it's distracting from something yeah. that's not going on it's well. It's someone trying to cope with right. You it's know, not some darker being demons. happy. No, it's, it's Hiding. Numbing. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely numbing. Hiding from the bad isn't the same as... as being happy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not seeing. No. Yeah. Okay. So, so, are we successful people? I think I'm in the process of being a successful person. I think I've done things... Uh, I like my journey so far. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I don't love my journey. Sometimes it's <laughs> shitty, but... I like my journey, and I'm learning to be more grateful for it. Yeah. I think yeah. in my eye, I don't know if I believe in becoming a successful person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely willing to say, like, I try to become, like, my definition of a successful, successful person. person. But I feel like a failure. <laughs> so after all that, after Hey, those things are deep-rooted they don't leave so easily and i just want people to know it's okay it's okay okay to feel like a failure but you know you're not though because i don't really believe in that concept right like then how do you feel it cognitively i get it right so through your mind you get it yeah but emotionally emotionally the feelings are there and that's you know that's a skill we teach a lot of clients right like sometimes you feel certain things but it doesn't mean that is the case right right? that's a huge one just because you feel it doesn't make it real feeling is real like i feel mm -hmm. scared 
That's real. real. But what you're scared of doesn't make that exactly real. I feel stupid is very different from saying I, I am, am stupid. stupid, right? Like, I feel like a failure a lot of the times. And I'm feeling less so as I get on in life. But, like, definitely it's hard not to avoid those feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like, is it helpful to think of myself as a failure? No. no. And I even say, by definition, not being where you want to be at this place. I'm going to be honest. It's like... Well, it's not where you want to be, but maybe it's where you should be. Yeah. That's the thing. I think there's a line where we fight against Mm -hmm. the river so much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you got different flow, man. Yeah. And learning to be okay with that. Yeah. Because we're trying. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no, you know, kind of trying to look at insight and look at our own behaviors, looking at our own thoughts. That's not failing. I look at you and you're incredibly insightful. You're incredibly, you know, empathic to your clients, to me, your friends, your family. That's more than a lot of people we see out there. (laughs) Right. I'm not naming names, but I'm just saying it's a lot, right? So in that point, I'm like, how can that be considered failing? Right. It's not so simple. If I were to offer advice to like a friend or something, Mm -hmm. is really to look at what you really want. Mm-hmm. Right, success is about you achieving what you, as a person, want, and not the shoulds and the values of other people that maybe have been forced on you that tell you what success is. Mm-hmm. What I would tell parents is that, like, hey, if you can see your kid living a life that they're completely happy with, and even if you don't understand it, maybe that's considered success for them. Maybe not for you, not your personal definition, but. Do you want your child to fulfill your dreams or to fulfill their own? Right. It's going to be hard to sort of let them go on paths that you don't understand or that may not be as a sure bet as a lot of the other ones. But if you see your child suffering through all of this, I don't know if that is really a success if they're in that much pain. Mm-hmm. doesn't make them a failure, but they probably won't feel like they're successful. Mm-hmm. And it's codependency. Now they're dependent on you to define their success. Oh, I know. It's too much. <laughs> that doesn't leave. Yeah. All right. Gosh, we're off on a deep, introspective thought. Depressing as hell. Okay, so. <laughs> self-care! Yay! I love it. All right, so you self-care. You got self-care today. Oh, yes, yeah. So self-care. What do you like? What are you interested? Um, Recommendations. Tell me. All right. So for this week for self-care, I am going to recommend a podcast that my brother sent me and I just started listening to. It's from 20-Sided Stories Pokemon. Do you need to know about Pokemon to listen? Um... Uh, I think it definitely would help, but okay. what it basically is is okay. like a group of improvisers get together Sweet. and they play like a pen and paper version of like the Pokemon Game Boy game, um, specifically focusing on red and blue. Oh my and gosh, old school. Is that first generation? I think it is. I'm Dang. not 100% sure. That was at least when I was growing up in the 90s. That was the one the I Pokemon, played. Pokemon, right. Right. Um, yeah, so it's... It's been great. It's just a bunch of people playing a tabletop RPG with, like, improv in it. And it just, like, it makes me laugh so hard. And, like, there's so much nostalgia to it. Uh-huh. Because they use all the music from, like, their games and whatnot. Really? And, like, if you know what they're talking about, it's, it's pretty great. 
And how many episodes in are you? Um, I am on five or six right now. And like I started last night. Oh my God, it's you love so it. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. And do you have to know the game? I mean... I the- guess they it helps to know it. Like uh-huh. if you're not a huge Pokemon fan, like I, I wouldn't... I feel like you might be a little lost. Uh-huh. But they do have like a intro podcast where they kind of go overview how the the game works and like what Pokemon kind of is. Uh-huh. But I think for most people, this is going to be like a, a nostalgia trip kind of podcast to listen so to. So what if you're an avid Pokemon Go player? Oh, they probably could enjoy that. Okay. Like so, Pokemon Go, I literally re-downloaded that yesterday because my brother then convinced me to start playing that. Oh my gosh. And now I'm like, I need to go for walks, which I guess can also be self-care. <laughs> yes! I need a I'm walk. I'm not even joking. I know people who use Co- Pokemon Go as a way to actually, because it gives you entertainment. You're yeah. fun, and it's not... But I'm like laying awesome. in bed, and like, God damn it, there are no fucking Pokemon around me. But if you and go the outside, nearest Pokestop is like down the street. I don't want to leave my apartment. But you know how many people are going there to get that Psyduck? Uh, oh my gosh. I know. I love Psyduck. Psyduck. I'm like, I have like no Pokemon right now. I'm like, I just am... Like, uh, What's your favorite Pokemon? Yes. Bulbasaur? Po- oh, Pikachu? Hell yeah. Like, I'm like a stereotype. Like, Aww. again, my last name is Chu. So I'm totally going to name a future child Pika. So they can be Pikachu. Oh my god! And they can hate me for life. And then you're going to got to catch them all. Right? Does he morph? Does he morph into Raichu or something like that? I don't know. If I could keep a Pikachu, Pikachu forever, that'd be Aww. pretty sweet. Oh, that's another episode, too. Yeah. I love Psyduck. Really? It's such Psyduck. a dumb looking. I know! I love Psyduck! <sighs> I know. But anyways, I will listen to it because I love podcasts. Yes. Which is why we're making I one. know. Side note. But um, yeah, I'm interested. I haven't played Pokemon or Pokemon Go in a while, so and I'm excited yeah. about the movie though. So excited! Oh, that Ryan Reynolds thingy. Detective, I am so excited. No, uh, I don't know. The CGI weirds me out, I and know. the Pikachu talking just doesn't seem right. I love it. I love this nerd <laughs> stuff. I love it, and I know I love things that people don't love, but I I, I love it, and I haven't seen it. It's just disconcerting. Seen the mime. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, my mime. Anyways, it looks too scary. Well, let me know how it goes. I will after I see it for the third time. I probably I will. will watch it though. Too. They have Psyduck in it, so and definitely they have Pikachu. I know that so. talks. <laughs> they all talk. Mm, they're just their names, but they have inner thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this one up. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. If you enjoyed this episode of Crazy Therapeutic Asians, please, 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 please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can visit us at ctasians.podbean.com to see our show notes and episode art. And we are also on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Crazy Therapeutic. To learn more about Connie, you can visit her website, healinggenerationscounseling.com. And to learn more about Kent, you can visit therapeutichealingpractices.com. 
The theme music is Cartoon Battle, Vadodara by Kevin McLeod. Nice. Additional sounds and music are from YouTube Creator Studio. The views and opinions expressed here are just the opinions of two crazy but therapeutic Asian American therapists, and it doesn't represent that of the whole Asian American community or that of the mental health community. So we hope you learned something and found our show entertaining. Just remember that it's just that entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a substitute for seeking out your own personal therapy or mental health services. Defeat, Defeat the, the stigma. stigma. No shame in seeking therapy. Word.